Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, a clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic and the president of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice in which we learn about updates in laboratory testing during the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, welcome back, Bill. As always, it's great to have you here with us. Yeah, another week, another podcast, I guess, as they say. <laughs> yeah. I don't and, know if they you know, say that, actually, but we do. <laughs> and definitely fall is in the air. You can feel it. It's kind of those cooler mornings and cooler evenings. Here we are in September now. I can't believe we're in our ninth month of COVID with the yes. pandemic. It is hard to believe that COVID-19 is going to be something of a misnomer because it's, it's going to be all of 20. Yeah. So COVID not much 20, COVID-2021. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess... What we need to think about now as laboratorians, pathologists, laboratory scientists is how are we going to prepare for this coming influenza season? And I know we've touched on this before that we really don't know what the influenza season is going to bring. It's so hard to predict even in the best of years. But it, my thought as a laboratorian is we need to prepare for the worst, even if we're hoping for the best and hoping that it's going to be a good season. So what are your thoughts on testing for, you know, what are some different strategies? Because we're going to have people that are going to need to be tested for influenza and COVID-19, plus RSV and other respiratory pathogens as well. Yeah, well, I think the most important thing in the laboratories to always think about the questions that the providers are going to be confronted with and how we can help support them as laboratory medicine professionals and pathologists. Clearly now and coming up into the fall and then transitioning into the winter, you know, that's what's going to be on people's mind when they come in is, do I have the flu? Do I have COVID? I mean, that's going to be, you, you know, that's going to be one of the most common, it always is one of the most common causes for ER visits in the fall and winter season anyways. And so with the heightened awareness, I think we're going to have to be prepared for that. And I think that's thinking about expeditious ways to add COVID testing to our flu testing that for walk-in clinics and for those sorts of things is gonna be really important. And I think that probably two things, um, number one is looking at our traditional or existing tests that we have, a test infrastructure and how can we adapt that for COVID. Uh, I, you know, here at Mayo, we use the Roche-Liat test as our kind of point of care diagnostic for respiratory virus testing. And I know that Roche is already working on a reagent that has COVID in it. But to do that, of course, they have to drop RSV, which is important for a lot of our, particularly in the pediatric setting. So we're gonna have to understand what manufacturers are doing in terms of adding COVID testing, thinking about how we have to adapt our own protocols, both for how we, how we work up and how we test. And then also really understanding this this last week, of course, there was the announcement of the Abbott antigen test. We don't know how many people are gonna have the antigen test if they're gonna be able to get them at home. And that'll change how they cavalry come in so we'll probably have some, quote, undifferentiated, you finger quotes on a podcast doesn't work, but, quote, <laughs> undifferentiated respiratory illness that, that uh, they'll want to rule out COVID and influenza and a lot of things. And we'll probably have people walking in saying, I had this COVID test, do I need to confirm it? So we'll probably need to work with our providers to understand how to confirm a COVID diagnosis when it's been, maybe they've had a positive test on the outside with an antigen test or something like that. 
Yeah, you know, those are a lot of great points, Bill. I mean, I guess I, just to sum up in my mind, I think from what you've just said, well, first of all, I think there's going to be a lot of clinical, not necessarily confusion, but just uncertainty about does a patient have influenza? Do they have COVID? Do they have something else? Because clinically, there's so much overlap in the symptoms. So I think we have to be prepared to provide some specific testing. But then I also really like what you said, and you know, I've been part of these conversations as well, is working with our patient-facing providers and finding out what their needs are because yes like you said some of the tests might have to offer testing for some viruses but drop others so we have a point of care test like the roche liot which right now does influenza a b and rsv but if they're going to add covid then they may drop the rsv in fact that's the plan and i was part of the discussions on that and how is that going to impact our providers and say uh, a pediatric population. So I think these are important questions and it's good for us always to be part of those conversations so we know that we're meeting the needs of our patients that we're serving. And so I guess the other last point I really took away from what you just said is things are really gonna change. Right now we don't have any true at-home tests, meaning that the patient actually performs at home and gets a result. But I think that's going to change. And I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. I am to some extent, but I'm kind of cautious about what that's going to mean if those tests aren't necessarily very reliable. But it's a very good point that we may have patients that performed a test at home and then says, well, I have a positive result. What do I do with this? Or I have a negative result and now I want testing for other things. So yeah. it's, it's going to be a very dynamic situation. It's really going to require that we get out from behind their desks and uh, even in a virtual environment and really get engaged and understanding what's happening because we don't quite know how the fall and winter are going to play out. You know, as we talked before in the Southern Hemisphere, the typical flu season has been very blunted by all the social distancing. So we just don't really know. I think one of the things as we come into the holiday weekend though too, is we have to remember that we still have to be prepared, unfortunately, for surges in cases of COVID too. And what will that do for demand on flu and other things? You know, as we come into Labor Day weekend, we're hitting another holiday, another major milestone holiday where we have to think about COVID-19. And as we think about getting together with family and friends and get togethers and all those sorts of things, it creates the opportunity for, unfortunately, new surges in cases because still in most parts of the country, most of the people haven't been exposed to COVID-19. Right. Yeah, here we are looking ahead to the fall, but we need to continue to live in the moment and enjoy the time we have left. And now we're coming up on this holiday weekend. So I think it's probably a good point to mention that we need to continue to do all the things we've been doing, hopefully well, like masking and social distancing. But that can be tough. What are your thoughts on that? I think you really have to take a very measured and thoughtful approach because it takes both, right? So on the one side, you really want to keep people safe. And if if you're someone that's really at risk for severe COVID, you probably want to be really cautious about what you do. Conversely, I mean, this is another, we've had Memorial Day, 4th of July, and now Labor Day, three major holidays in the, in the setting of COVID. And I mean, these are important because it serves a basic need that people have to get together and to be social and to support each other. So I think we need to not be too afraid. We have to be thoughtful and follow the guidelines, but still take opportunities where we can safely to get together and, and to gather in ways that are, that are not risky. Because the flip side is we, we need each other and this, we're clearly in this for the intermediate hall at least. And so uh, I think it's important. It's important to see people. It's important to have some 
some contact with others in a safe way. And for a lot of people with kids and things, it just, again, brings home how different 2020 is than any other year because things just aren't getting back to normal. Uh, right. I think that's why all the emphasis on sports, you know, ball, football. I mean, I'm a, yeah, I'm a football fan. I mean, it makes you think of those sorts of things, right? Or hockey and all those sorts of things that are part of Minnesota sports culture. So I think um, most importantly is to really think about, to be on the one hand mindful and not let your guard down, even though we've been in this for a long time, but on the other to make sure you take the opportunities to do the things that are important for your emotional well-being and resilience, because we need to help each other through this for the next coming months. Yeah, I agree, Bill. Really nicely said. I was reading some guidance on the CDC, and they have some good guidelines about how to still participate in small events safely, mostly by being outside and refraining from some things like hugging your family members, which we could do. You know, you could still share that good company and still see your loved ones, but at a safe distance. So I think there are some ways that we can still enjoy ourselves and see our friends and family, but then keep everyone safe. Exactly. I agree 100%. It's all about trying to strike the right balance in this very unusual time and and really in world history, at least in modern world history, at least my own personal world history, at least as it goes. So. Well, so are you doing anything fun and uh, safe and socially distanced for the Labor Day weekend? I will be. I, you know, for those of you that follow me on Twitter, you know, I, I've been up there splitting wood in northern Minnesota. I'll be back oh, up wow. there again this weekend doing some stuff, getting ready for the winter. The whole northern hemisphere resiliency, it, I just read a, thing, a book. My mom is an avid reader. and She sent me a book on haymaking in Minnesota, the history of it. And they talked about making hay while the sunshine meant that in those in the back of the turn of the century you worked really hard in the summer because that's when you were storing up for winter and so i kind of feel like i'm well that's what i'll be doing this weekend is i'm up <laughs> north storing up wood for in the summer and fall to get ready for winter wow you're ambitious i'm also going to be up in the north woods of wisconsin but i'm probably going to be just sitting on a deck or out on a canoe or a kayak and just enjoying the water so either that's way a, it yeah. sounds nice and relaxing well to our, our listeners, I hope you're all going to have a safe and uh, happy and relaxing Labor Day weekend as well. And uh, we'll just continue to look forward to uh, what's coming next. That's right. Well, again, yeah, just everyone, I couldn't say it better. Uh, wishing everyone a peaceful and safe, rejuvenating Labor Day weekend. I mean, that's the point of it. And more to come. Like, clearly, we're in for kind of a wild ride here the next few months with everything that's going on in society. So I look forward to talking to you again on the other side of that. Thanks, Bill. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.